1: Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. It is uh, getting uh, heated in Washington, D.C., where FBI Director Christopher Ray is testifying in front of the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, quite a show when the Republicans are questioning Chris Ray. Quite a, uh, a shoe polishing effort when the Democrats are questioning him. We'll have uh, the latest audio and keep abreast of that. As the show progresses, Joe Biden is at a NATO summit um, where apparently NATO leaders uh, are being paid uh, by the hour to babysit him and shepherd him wherever he is going. And you know whose fault that is, right? Uh, It's his aide's fault. That's the people who manage Joe Biden's fault. Uh, We'll prove it because the accusation that it is his aide's fault uh, comes from no less authority uh, than MSNBC. But let's start with Many of you's favorite Republican presidential candidate, the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump. We have an August presidential debate coming up. Fox is advertising its coverage of said debate all the time. And Jason Miller, who is uh, a longtime Trump supporter, head of the Trump campaign, says, and I quote, at the moment, President Trump has indicated that he's unlikely to participate at least in the first two debates. Well, that's interesting to me, and I hope to you, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Uh, We're going to do something that we don't make a practice of or emphasize very often, 844-TALK-989. 844-TALK-989 is our number. If you'd like to weigh in, I'd like to know what you think this says. If you think this is good strategy, uh, my predecessor here on the air, Uh, At 989 The Answer, Mike Gallagher. I heard snippets of Mike's show this morning, so I don't know if I got the whole entire flavor of his approach. But he didn't appear to have a big issue with it. He took calls on it. I'd like to get your opinion, if you uh, have one, about what this says about Donald Trump. He is unquestionably way, 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 way ahead in the polls. And the thought is, why would he associate with the uh, chihuahuas nipping at his heels? He is the big dog. No one else can hang with him, so they should get off the porch. That is Trump's approach. They don't even belong on the porch. In fact, uh, they don't even belong on the sidewalk leading to the porch. When you hear Donald Trump, he is disparaging Ron DeSantis every single chance he gets. When asked why, he says, well, because he's second. Implying that, you know, instead of taking it easy on Nikki Haley and Tim Scott and all the other candidates, he would turn his vitriol toward them if, in fact, they took over second place. I can see why people think that Donald Trump's got everything to lose and nothing to gain from participating in the Republican presidential debates. But I just have a question. What's he afraid of? What's he afraid of? I thought this guy uh, was uh, all about fighting for America and... Articulating his vision for America and standing up to anybody, anywhere, any place, anytime. So he's been known for his acerbic wit. He is, I have said before, a guy who, if he walks down the street and a dog barks at him, he will go around the block. And make a second lap so he can go back past the dog's house and bark back at the dog. I find this very interesting and very revealing. And for people like me who loved his policies, who value his dogged determination when it manifests itself in sticking with Brett Kavanaugh throughout a persecution, not a, not a, not a vetting process. That was nothing but a persecution. I admire those tendencies when they manifest themselves in Donald Trump in standing up to things that would have, in my opinion, caused other, even Republican presidents to turn tail and run or at least give up or at least back up. Trump doesn't give up. He doesn't back up. And those qualities make him Endearing to many of you in our listening audience. I fully understand that. I have said since the beginning, the beginning of our miserable two plus years with Joe Biden in control of the White House, that the only thing I care about in the 2024 presidential election is winning. That is my number one goal. We have to win. I'm for whoever I think can win. That is why at this point in time, I am for Ron DeSantis. You say, well, that's a stupid thing to say. He can't even beat Donald Trump. Right now, it doesn't look like he could. But Trump against Biden is different than DeSantis against Biden. If you've been watching Joe Biden in Europe, whether it's with King Charles, lovingly, caringly, compassionately, gently guiding him around the walk about Buckingham Palace where the guards were gathered. If you were watching when Biden signed a treaty yesterday and he had another world leader have to sort of eh, come on over here, over here, over here, see the big desk over there, Joe, see the desk, see the one chair at the desk. I know at the desk, they know what the chairs, you go sit over there and sign your name. And Biden goes, my signature, my signature, is that all it needs? My signature. I play the audio, but it's muffled. You can barely hear it, but you can hear it when you listen to it. It doesn't play well over the radio. The contrast of Ron DeSantis to Biden, I think, is stark. I think it points out Biden's weakness, and there are many of them. If I could trust Donald Trump to stay focused on Biden's weaknesses, on Biden's presidency, on Biden's addled nature, on Biden calling on dead people at certain press conferences, if I could trust that Donald Trump to be the Republican candidate, I could perhaps get back on board his campaign train. And you know where Donald Trump could prove that to me? In the Republican debates. That's where he could prove that to me. Because the minute I knew that Donald Trump was going to lose the 2020 presidential election was not when they told us there was a flood in Atlanta and they had to stop counting the ballots. It wasn't when the Pennsylvania Supreme Court said, I know it's past the deadline, but yeah, go ahead and count those ballots coming in late. Now, the moment I knew Donald Trump had lost the 2020 presidential election was when he debated Joe Biden and wouldn't stop interrupting, wouldn't shut up, wouldn't let Biden expose how unfit he was for the office that he soon would have. In that debate, Donald Trump was completely undisciplined, unhinged, unlikable. That's the purpose that he has In these debates, it's not so much that I think Ron DeSantis or any other candidate can take him down in a debate. I doubt he can, because Trump is just one of those guys that when he walks in a room, you start gasping for breath. Because he sucked all the oxygen out of the room. He doesn't need to prove to me that he still has presence on camera, or that he's quick with a quip, or that he can sort of generally talk about policies and mesmerize people, Dan Santis, Scott, Haley, Ramaswamy, every other candidate will be more detailed on policy. They will. They are still living under the old system, thinking that if they outline their vision for America, that will matter. Trump knows it doesn't matter. As much as just getting people to notice him and like him. But that's the problem that Trump created for himself with the way he campaigned in 2020 is that people who really will decide this election, the independents, the suburban moms, the undecideds, they stopped liking him. They stopped liking him because they started to see him the way the mainstream media portrays him as a bully. And that is why Donald Trump needs to debate. The other Republican candidates, not because he needs to show something about them or point out any flaws in their approaches. No, no, he doesn't have to do that. All he has to do, but all is something I remain unconvinced he can do. All he has to do is go out there, not be rude, not be boorish to be lovable, to be kind of funny, quick with a quip, cleverly turn a phrase. Remember, if I was president, you'd be in jail. He said that to Hillary Clinton in one of their debates. It is a moment that continues to resonate in time, and many people will cite when they talk about why they like Donald Trump. I understand there are a lot of people who love Donald Trump, But there aren't enough. There aren't enough. And that's why he should debate. He should go out there and make the people who don't like him like him enough to pull the lever for him or make the people like me who used to love him convince us that he's capable of being targeted, purposeful, In a matchup against Joe Biden. Because if he just calls people ugly names in a debate, that shows me he can't do it. Chris Ray, the FBI director, is in front of the House Judiciary Committee. That is uh, chaired by Jim Jordan. Uh, Hot fire when uh, Matt uh, Matt Gates of Florida, Thomas Massey of Kentucky, Daryl Issa of California... Are questioning Chris Ray, but Ray's a cool customer. Uh, He's not going to crack. He's not going to uh, reveal too much. Uh, By the way, Chris Ray, FBI director, was appointed by Donald Trump. Did you know that? Did you know that? That's a topic that, you know, if I'm Ron DeSantis, if I'm Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Mike Pence, that's a topic I'd certainly touch on. You know, we got a lot of DOJ weaponization, we got the FBI scolded in this recent court ruling. Uh, Donald Trump, you appointed him. One of the reasons why Trump needs debate is because he needs to show that he can respond coolly, calmly, dispassionately to modest attacks like that. One of the great benefits that Donald Trump has in his quest to be uh, the third uh, run for the presidency for the third straight time on the Republican side of the ticket, one of the great benefits he has is that pretty much so far, has anybody really taken off the gloves and gone bare knuckle at him? I mean, DeSantis has said a few things. Uh, Nikki Haley had this to say yesterday about Donald Trump's assertion that he can end the Russia-Ukraine war, in 24 hours? I think it's ridiculous. He knows that he can't end the war in a day. Everybody else knows he can't end the war in a day. He says these crazy things. It's not true. We've got a realistic situation on our hands. The way we end the war is to get Putin out. It's not to appease Putin. So she pivoted there to Putin, right? She had Trump kind of, ah, I'm going to pummel Trump a little bit here. That's a ridiculous statement. He knows he can't do that. But instead of going on with her attacks On Trump. You know, he said he'd build a wall and he didn't. He let Anthony Fauci take over COVID. And now we got major learning losses all throughout the United States of America. Uh, Actually, you know where the vaccines came from? You know who absolved the big drug companies of uh, culpability, responsibility for those vaccines? That was President Trump. She could have done that. She didn't do that. Why didn't she do that? She's afraid to do that. Now, DeSantis and Scott and all the others are not going to win if they don't start showing us. What is it about Trump people like, by the way? They like his combativeness. They like his willingness to say anything to anyone at any time in any place. He still looked right at Hillary Clinton and goes, if I was if I was the president, you'd be in jail. He looked right at her and said that. I don't think the other candidates in this race have it in them other than DeSantis. To take on Trump. While he's on the stage. Which is another reason why he should be on the stage, by the way. The Trump people who say, oh, he's got nothing to gain by being there. Sure he does. Sure he does. If he's there, he's harder to attack. Because none of them have shown the intestinal fortitude, the self-assurance to do it. But if he's not there. You know how. Courage is kind of contagious, right? We're always waiting for like that one person to step forward and confront the bully, and then when one person steps forward, okay, well I'll step forward and I'll step forward and I'll step, forward. and pretty soon you got the bully outnumbered. Well, if Donald Trump is not on that debate stage in August, he's going to be dramatically outnumbered, and they're all going to turn their vitriol on him in a way that he will not possibly be targeted if he is there. So that's my response to the people who say, he's got a big lead, he shouldn't be there. Now, the other part of this statement from Jason Miller, one of his top advisors, that Trump has nothing to gain from going to the debate. The other real likely outcome from this, takeaway from this, is that this is a trial balloon. Let's throw it out there that he's not going, not just to the first debate, but to the first two. Let's just throw it out there he's not going, and then we'll see how people react. Here's Miller's quote. He has not said anything definitively one way or the other. I'm not expecting him to participate, though. Oh, So that's not really a definite. No, I'm not going. Uh, Chris Sununu is the governor of New Hampshire. He was considering getting in the race for a while and he decided not to get in the race. He was asked by Sandra Smith of America's Newsroom on Fox about Trump not going to the debate. See, former President Trump, the tough guy, the guy that says he's going to fight for America and fights for, but he's not willing to stand up. He's going to wimp out, wimp out and not get on that debate stage. We don't know for sure anything yet. But to to Ron DeSantis' point about blaming the media, uh, and you've heard the former President uh, Donald Trump. All right, she's babbling. There's no reason to go on with that. Yeah, I thought Trump was tough. Take on everybody. Take on anybody. Is he afraid of Ron DeSantis? Ron DeSantis, you know Ron, meatball Ron. I think he's taking a chance, letting somebody get momentum. If you're way down there, 30, 40 points behind Donald Trump at the polls, why would you let him gain momentum? Why wouldn't you be there to make sure they don't get momentum? Mm, We'll see. We'll see. Here's what I know. Biden is ripe for defeat. Biden is ripe for defeat which is all the more reason why Trump needs to be on that stage, because if he can take the hits, and they'll be minuscule hits, he'll have much tougher hits to take from Biden in a debate or Dems in a debate than he will from the relative lightweights who are challenging now, punching up. But a recent poll of 1,350 adults taken last week was at uh, the uh, question was asked, do you believe Joe Biden took bribes while in office? 56% of respondents said it's likely Biden took bribes in office. 27% said unlikely. More than two to one said it's more likely. 34% of the 56%, so a third of those who said it's likely, say it's very likely. So, People think Joe Biden is a crook and people know Joe Biden is, well, he's, the low fuel light is on, on Joe Biden. It is on. Now, the question is, when the low fuel light comes on in your car, do you know exactly how many miles you have left or do you go to the very first gas station? Or do you figure, oh, there's at least a gallon of gas in there, I get 25 miles per gallon, I'm, I'm good till at least 20 months. Joe Biden has shown A lot of times recently that you better be getting to the gas station quickly when the low fuel light comes on. Something he did not do last night reflects that. And then in the aftermath of him not doing what he didn't do last night, which doesn't look good. The uh, bootlicks at MSNBC were out defending him this morning. We'll have that for you next.